You're listening to Three Valleys Radio. Welcome to our In Conversation program. Every week we talk to a sporting personality to find out just what makes them tick. From their early childhood, to their professional career, to their musical tastes. We cover it all. So sit back and enjoy as we talk to this week's special guest. Here on Three Valleys Radio. Welcome to In Conversation. Now, this week's guest is, well, quite a phenomenal guy, really. Uh, he's made 678 professional appearances uh, in goal. He's played for England, and he's played for the top club in the whole of the country, Manchester United. I'm talking about none other than Alex Stepney. Well, good afternoon, Alex. Pleasure to talk to you again. Long time since we last uh, saw each other, but um, I'm sure that the listeners will know by now, apart from my love of Yeovil Town, that my my infinite love is definitely to Manchester United, as uh, I'm sure they all know by now. So it's great to have a a Manchester United legend on the show. So it's brilliant. So welcome to join. uh, Welcome to um, Three Valleys Radio, basically. So we're going to talk about your career, Alex. And um, okay. You were born in 1942 on 18th of September in Mitcham in Surrey, and yep. um, you started off your career at Tooting and Mitcham United, yeah? Yeah, that's right. Um, I didn't. Uh, uh, I didn't make it as uh, uh, a schoolboy international at all. Um, it was one of those things. I, I was always sort of reserved. You know, I played for my district team uh, at the school uh, in the English school shields, as it was then, and. Um, uh, and then I, I was I was picked as reserve for Surrey schools and reserve for London schools. Um, so really, in those days, there was no substitutes. <laughs> I never played because no one ever saw me. <laughs> <laughs> That's your excuse, and you're sticking to it, eh? <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, the thing was in those days, you couldn't join you couldn't join a professional football club as an apprentice. Until you left school at fifteen, yeah. So I mean, it's obviously different today, but um, that was it. And uh, obviously, I had to go to work, and uh, I joined Tooting and Mitcham, as you said, and worked my way up through the youth system, and uh, got into their first team by what nineteen sixty, sixty one, sixty two. No, I'm getting all my figures from Wikipedia, so if they're wrong, blame them. But uh, it says here right. you had thirty five appearances for Tooting and Mitcham. But but go and get before that, Alex. That. Can you remember? Um, can you remember your first kind of team, you know, little boys team? Or I mean, I don't know when you started actually playing, but 
Uh, I'm assuming you played for a sort of a you know a Cubs team or something like that before you started. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, luckily, funny enough, our school team, our school, our school district team, yeah, had done very well. We got to the quarterfinals of the English School Shields. Uh, so that would have been what fifty nineteen fifty seven that that kind about that time yeah um, and we we actually stuck together really because I, I mean the parents were were great and uh, they formed a, a, a sort of a youth club mm-hmm. uh, a youth football team called the Achilles in Sutton Sutton Surrey actually yeah um, uh, and that was. We stuck together, and that was a team we played for. So I was playing, you know, um, youth team football for Tooting and Mitchum on, on the Saturday and playing for the boys' clubs, you know, uh, the Achilles on, on the Sunday. All right. Uh, we, we, we all, it was great because we, we all stuck together, really, yeah. Yeah. So what made you go for being a goalkeeper then? Any particular reason? No, it was just one of those things. I mean, I like playing out. I like playing out. Uh, um, but, like... When it came round to school trials and things like that, I just happened to thought, well, I'll have a go. Like we, when you used to put the even, you know, in on the common, the local common with with, with your mates, you know, you put mm. your your coach down as goals in those days, and uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I used to go and goal, we'd take it in turns, and I enjoyed it, and that was it basically. Then yeah. when the school trials came up, I thought, well, I'll, I'll have a go and goal, and that's how it happened. That's how it, that's how it turned out. And the rest, as they say, is history, eh? <laughs> yeah, 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 but I it says in here that you had trial, unsuccessful trial with Fulham, but then you, you when you went to Tottenham Mitchum, but then you were spotted by Millwall, and they signed you for fifty thousand pound by all accounts. No, 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 they didn't sign me for anything. <laughs> what oh, didn't was no, 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 no. Forget if that's off Wikipedia. Forget Wikipedia, like you said. <laughs> um, what happened was uh, I was playing amateur for Tottenham Mitchum mm-hmm. uh, and working. I was working at Croydon. I'd been a paint sprayer and uh, uh, I got a bit of dermatitis and I had to stop doing that. And then I, I finished up working for, for Phillips Radio and Television in Croydon. Yeah, and um, that that was it basically. So I, I was I was. Sort of working and playing, playing for Tottenham Mission on, on a Saturday. Uh, but in 1963, it was a very bad winter, like the one we had a couple of years ago, a year ago. Or so yeah, I remember um, it well. And it, and it actually it closed down. It closed the football scene closed down for two months. Yeah, I think yeah. from the end of January right through to the end of March. Yeah, I, was, and, I remember um, I was off school for about oh, two or three months. Right, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and of course. When it, when it when it started back again, because there was no there was no under sort of heating in, in in grounds in those days or anything like that. So when it started back again, obviously there was such a backlog of games to to for clubs to play. I mean, professionally and or well, every 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 game really. <clears throat> and so I was working, but I was like on a Saturday I was playing for Tottenham Mission, and then uh, then then on on. Uh, on the man, well, Derek Ufton was was a manager of Tottenham Mitchell. He played for Charlton and was and had been wicketkeeper for Kent. And uh, he obviously retired, and he was a manager, and he knew someone at Millwall because you can just imagine the amount of games they had to catch up with. Yeah, uh, quite. They yeah, didn't have, they didn't have the they didn't have the uh, the squads that they have today, you know. Um, and they wanted a goalkeeper to play in the reserves. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think towards that, that, those sort of two months, and I, I, I played, I was playing Saturday for Tootie, Monday for Millwall, 
Wednesday for two, Jim, Friday for <laughs> the reserves. Yeah. And, and, and it was just one of those things. And uh, we finished, Millwall finished uh, runners up in the in the football combination, which was like the equivalent of the top football uh, for reserve teams then down in, down in the south. And uh, uh, then the manager asked me, at the end of the season, the manager asked me, would I like to turn pro? Yeah. And I thought, well, I was a bit dubious, and I've got to be very honest, because I was on the verge of an amateur cap at, at nineteen twenty. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Uh, which meant in those days that if you you play for your country uh, amateur level, you could go to Olympic games. Mm. I mean, I had no no thoughts of ever turning professional before that, uh, and I just said to the manager, a guy called Ron Gray, who was managing me all the time. I just said, you know, um, I'd, I'd, uh, uh, I'll sign pro, but you, you, I do want to start the season. Mm. I want that chance to be playing in the first team. Mm. I said, because, you know, I don't want to be... And he said, no. And he, and he, and he, honoured, he honoured it. And I, I started, and, and that was it. And then within three years, I, well, the rest is history, like you say, I was it. Time for Alex's first musical choice, and he chose this one because he just played against Tommy Steele, in a charity game back in the day. So here is Tommy Still singing the blues. Tommy Steele there and singing the blues. But uh, so you were there for three years, made 158 yeah. appearances. 
it says here. Um, only yeah. missing the last game of the 65-66 season. But you also earned three England under-23 caps during that period. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, it was it was, it was a funny three years, really, because we won the uh, first season. I did play the, the full, I think it was 46 games we played then, 42 games or something. Mm. Um, we got relegated last game of the season down to the fourth division. Um, and then, obviously, managers changed and a uh, new manager coming, Billy Gray, who, who, who played for Notts Forest in the final in 59. Yeah. Um, uh, he actually uh, started off well. We, we we finished obviously runners up in the in the in the in the fourth division to go up back into the third, and then that was a year. I mean, it was a sixty five sixty six season mm. that uh, made me really because we we started off we 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 actually flew out at, at the traps and um, uh, up the top of the whole city. Um, I couldn't believe it. Alf Ramsey picked me for the under twenty three, so I played the three under twenty threes that season, which was against um, France, uh, Yugoslav as it was then, down at Southampton, and Turkey up at Blackburn. And obviously, then you're getting noticed, weren't you? You know, yeah, yeah, because um, England won the World Cup in. I mean, in that in that six, in that under twenty three team, I mean, players there was a couple of players there who hadn't won. Uh, uh, Full international caps that was Alan Ball and uh, Martin Peters, and because they went on to mm. in '66 that year to <coughs> win the World Cup. So, and so, then obviously, next thing I know, West Ham were after me, mm. uh, which I thought was a chance, but uh, you know, I was looking forward to it, but that fell through because I don't think Millwall West Ham got on. Yeah, uh, well, that you could say. <laughs> <coughs> but, but the Chelsea story is, is an intriguing hey. one. Uh, I said the Chelsea Sorry. story is an intriguing one in so much as that uh, Tommy Doherty signed you. Um, yeah. Uh, Peter Belletti was there, and I could remember Peter Belletti, the cat, as they used to call him, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you only actually played one game for Chelsea. Well, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was a funny situation because what happened was um, Tommy, Tommy, after West Ham fell through, Tommy Doc. Tommy Doc sort of uh, jumped in and said, look, um, I, I, he said, I've, I've got to be honest, uh, you know, um, uh, Peter Bonetti and I have fallen out and, and he wants away. Mm-hmm. And this, this was this was in May uh, 66. Right. So, you know, you know, into the closed season, really. Yeah. Apart from the World Cup in play. And uh, I said, uh, uh, he, he just said, um, you know, I'm going to get, uh, you know, I'm going to sell Peter Bonetti to to West Ham. Right. That was going to be agreed, you see. But Peter was with the World Cup squad. Yeah. I um, And I actually went and saw, uh, I mean, uh, about Tommy Dot, I mean, there was a lot of things about Tommy Dot, but I mean, I, I thought, well, I, I'm going to doubly make sure here. And I went to see the chairman. I said to Tommy Dot, I said, look, can I have a word with the chairman? Which was a guy called Joe Mears, was chairman of Chelsea at the time, lovely man, mm. and who was on the FA committee. And uh, I went to see him and I said, look, I said, yeah, before I, I signed, I said, can you guarantee that Peter Belletti, I, I don't want to be second fiddle, you know. Mm, no, quite. Um, I said, can you guarantee me that uh, Peter Belletti is going to sign for uh, for West Ham? He, and he was just nice. He just said, Alex, he said, you sign for me now. He said, I promise you, uh, don't worry, I will never let you down, that I will sell Peter Belletti to West Ham. Right. So I signed. Right? Yeah. Because 
was going about that Peter was 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 going to sign uh, basically for West Ham and England were playing Norway in Oslo, right? Yeah. Before the World Cup, you know, before some of the, uh, the World Cup had basically started, because we'd always, they didn't have to qualify because you know it was it was on our soil. Yeah, yeah, quite. They were playing a friendly in Oslo because um, unbelievable. I mean, this was I think two days after I signed for for Chelsea. Uh, Joe Mears was in Oslo, went for a walk in the park and dropped dead of a heart attack. <laughs> right, and because then a new chairman came in and, uh, and, and said that Peter Bonetti's not going. So now... But you'd already there, yeah. signed by now. I'd already signed, you see, but yeah. Peter it was still still under Chelsea's books. So that was it, really. And by the start of the season, um, obviously, <laughs> the chairman, I suppose, wants... Peter Bonetti to play. I mean, I don't think Tommy Dock had much of a chance option, really. Hmm. Um, so Peter played the first, I think it was the first three three games or something. Um, and I played a couple of games in the reserves and uh, you're thinking what's going on sort of thing. And uh, and then uh, on the Friday, uh, I think it was about the fourth game of the season, uh, Chelsea were playing Southampton down at Southampton. Uh, and they won. I think they won every game actually, Chelsea. And and I I, I got the call on a Friday night and just said that um, Tommy Dock said Alex. He said uh, we want you up Stamford Bridge tomorrow. First thing he said uh, you're playing tomorrow. Peter's injured. So I played in that game down at Southampton and we won three nil. Clean sheet. That's um, all right. That's all right. And came back and Monday morning went in for training and Tommy Dock pulled us together and just said, look, I'm going to have to play alternate games, which didn't seem a bit, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, a bit bizarre. Uh, and that was it. I went training and next thing after training, I, I, Jimmy Andrews was a trainer. He just said, Alex, you, you're wanted back at Stafford Bridge. The boss wants to see you. I went back there and uh, <laughs> he took me to the White House Hotel in London near Houston Station. I said, what am I doing here? And he said, well, just wait and see. And then in walked Matt Busby and Jimmy Murphy. That mm-hmm. was it. And that Thank was you. <laughs> the start of a big adventure then. Well, it was. It was. I mean, uh, and to join them, you know, and uh, a club like that, I mean, no disrespect to Chelsea, but in those days, you know, we were the players they had, and, and especially after what had happened at Munich. Yeah. Uh, you know, was, what was it, eight years after Munich? Hmm. Um, it was an honour to play for them, and because, you know, Every first season, we win the league. So yeah. that was it. And got us into the European Cup. You know, because that was, I mean, that was everything to, not only to Manchester United, but to the fans and, and to the families of those, that fantastic team that, you know, yeah. was destroyed. The loveliness of Paris seems somehow sadly gay. The glory that was Rome is of another day. I've been terribly alone and forgotten in Manhattan. I'm going home to my city by the bay. I left. My heart in San Francisco.
high on a hill It calls to me To be where little cable cars Climb halfway to the stars The morning fog May chill the air I don't care My love waits there In San Francisco Above the blue And windy sea Right, some more music, and this next one reminded Alex of his days over in the States when he was playing towards the end of his career. And it's Tony Bennett and I Left My Heart in San Francisco. Of Paris seems somehow sadly gay. The glory that was Rome is of another day. I've been terribly alone and forgotten in Manhattan. I'm going home to my city by the bay I left my heart in San Francisco high on a hill It calls to me To be where little cable cars Climb halfway to the stars The morning fog the air I don't care my love waits there in San Francisco above the blue 
disco Your golden sun Will shine for me Tony Bennett there and I left my heart in San Francisco. When I talked to him about Tommy Doherty, um, uh, unfortunately we lost him just recently. Yeah. Um, what was he like? You know, you, you worked closely with him obviously for a while and you must have got to know him quite uh, well. Yeah, what? the thing was, um, obviously, you know, I got to United and, and things, that, but I think the, the changing factor in the sort of glory days of, of, of Sir Matt Busby was when, when he decided that um, it was time to go upstairs after winning the European Cup, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and then Wilfred Guinness took over. That didn't really go so well there. And the, the same with, with Frank O'Farrell. And then, you know, managers were changing. Players were coming in. Players were going because new managers want this or that. Want that. Um, players were getting older. Um, and all of a sudden, Tommy Dalton is my manager again. Mm. Um, and uh, I've got to say, you know, I mean... It, uh, it, you know, every, I think every player that's ever played under Tommy Dock has, has fallen out with him, and etc., uh, etc. Et um, and obviously I did, you know, but mm. I, I, I was becoming the oldest player in the team at the time. So being the oldest player, you were union rep, and you, you had that bit of authority in the dressing room to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, and because it, it didn't go down well with Tommy on certain things. And uh, Anyway, look, at the end of the day, uh, we did fall out. Uh, I, I believe he, he, he really, he, after we won the second, mean, we got relegated, then we came up and won the second division. And then we, the, the following year, we, we, we could have won the league. Uh, he left me out, I mean, uh, for, for, for three, I don't know, for about five games, I think, when, when uh, Paddy Roach, he brought Paddy Roach in for a certain reason and, um, uh, and we lost the league by three points. Mm. Uh, got beat in the cup final by by Southampton, but it, that was the time he he had to bring me back because things weren't going well, and and I confronted him and, and he apologised, and directly I he apologised. It was never mentioned again. You know, we we, yeah. we got on fine. Yeah, it was. He's it, it, well, you know, it, it, it's a rough and a smooth, isn't it? And you, you know, that that that's how it was and, uh, because we finished up winning the cup. I think the mere fact that he apologised shows shows something of the man, doesn't it? Quite honestly, and uh, yeah, I mean, I yeah, can... but I had to confront him to say that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he wasn't going to do it, it voluntarily a... then. <laughs> no, no, it was uh, you know, uh, uh, I'm going to have to. It was I'm going to have to bring you back. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And I said, well, anyway, that 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 was it, Adrian. I mean, yeah. that's gone now. Uh, the, the, the thing about it, but. Um, and we had, we had, he, he built a fantastic team. Yeah. He actually, you know, after going down, relegated, he built a fantastic team with, with flying wingers in Gordon Hill and Stevie Koppel. Yeah. I mean, Jimmy Greenoff came in, because it was always Sammy McElroy and Lumicario. I mean, he brought Lumicario, but I mean, you know, but the main store of it all was Martin Buffett. And, yeah. And, and young Greenoff and, you know, Stuart Houston was playing and, and Jimmy Nickel and Alex Forsyth was fullback. We all sort of, uh, gelled, if I can put it that way, into the way Manchester United fans wanted us to play. Yeah, and it it came off. You know, it worked. 
And Jerry Daly was always the one that, that I thought was a, he made things tick a lot you know, when he was Jerry, there. That's right, it was Jerry Daly. I mean, there was, there was a lot of, you know, in those days, you always had, like, uh, what we called tenor ball players. I mean, Scottish players were like tenor ball players, like, yeah, you know, yeah. in midfield. I mean, Jerry was one. I mean, Mick Martin was, an, was another player uh, who'd done it, and Sammy done it. And it, we had those, and Dave McCreary, those, those sort of players, all yeah. that, that sort of job. Um which fed wingers, you know, and we always had the, the strike force with Stuart Pearson, of course. Yeah, well, he was a great you player, know, wasn't Jimmy he? Greenough, yeah. Back, you know. And as you say, Lou Macari in that. Uh, I had the pleasure oh, yeah. of meeting Lou Macari when uh, when United played the Oval. I was still working for the club then. And, uh, oh, right, uh, yeah. Uh, Lou did an interview with me and that. I mean... Uh, so you know, I was uh, <laughs> talk about in the in the you know in awe of him all. I mean, I couldn't believe it. There I was because I also did one with Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, funnily enough, as well. So I've met a few of yeah. my her heroes now, which was great. But um, but th yeah. that that team that um, Tommy Doherty built, um, yeah. I mean, it was it was you know it was it was one hell of a team, wasn't it? And I mean, they they really they really play as you say they played the United way. I mean, whether yeah. that was 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 that down to him, or was it just one of those things that it just sort of gelled? No, I, I think I think it was, it was a combination of lots of things. You know, I mean, I from my point of view, I mean, I had I had the uh, well, with my experience that I'd had with um, players that um, uh, defensively around me with Martin Buckham, like Martin Buckham was a very experienced player as well. Yeah, but you know, I. I was allowed to to talk to players. You know, I, I, I told players what I wanted. Right. And they told me what they wanted. You yeah. know, uh, um, it, it worked. Uh, I mean, United have always played on a counter-attack, haven't they? You know? mm, mm. Uh, and that was it. It was no messing around the outside the edge of the box and things like that. It was, it was you know, when I got the ball, I wanted someone moving, you know. So yeah. I wanted my Jimmy Nichols and my Alex Forsyth or, or my Stuart Houston's or, or and they knew that directly yeah. I got that ball uh, uh, the other side whatever side it was on they would they would fly off they would go yeah. because then you had the wingers and you know give it to them and get it to Gordon Hill or get it to Stevie Coppel uh, or play into Jimmy Greenoff who could hold the ball up uh, uh, and, and Sammy and Lou and, and Stuart and play it and off they go and down the wing again the crosses were flying in and, and also wingers were scoring goals I mean you know, Stevie Cobble was scoring goals, and and Gordon Hill was unbelievable. He, he scored fantastic goals. Mm, mm. But but going going back to first division in nineteen sixty seven, but obviously that took us yeah. into the European Cup, and we all know mm. that that took us eventually to Wembley, and yeah. um, we played Benfica and we won four one in extra time, uh, yeah. and you had this fantastic stave that that I can still see it now. Um, from Eusebio, I mean, uh, what was going through your mind as he was bearing down on you then? Uh, the, the actual thing about it, Adrian, was, was that um, uh, it was, uh, it, you know, it, it was, time was running out, you know, and, and I mean, they, they were a good team. I mean, it was 1-1 one, one and, hmm. uh, and there was no clocks in those days, you know what I mean? There was, yeah. there was there was no clocks and, and and you're looking for signals from the bench, but the actual thing about it was Matt had, Matt had, had sort of ordered, you know, said to Nobby Stiles, you know, you've got to mark him man for man because you save you. Because, I mean, that's what he did two years ago in a semi-final World Cup against Portugal. 
played him out of the game, you know. He, uh, and because when the ball was played through, I was looking for Nobby because, you know, and he wasn't nowhere around. And I thought, well, where is he? But I his contact lens, his contact lens had fallen out, would you believe? Uh, yeah, because, you know, in those days you had them blooming things you all put in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, the thing was, I could see Bill trying to get through and Tony Dumber trying to come across and Shay was trying to come across. And the Wembley turf, because you only played at Wembley, well, once a year in those days, basically, as you played an international match, um, you know, it was lush turf, yeah. which you didn't have all through the season. Yeah. And it, it slowed the ball up. Uh, but when it was played, I thought it was going to, something like, uh, I don't know, 60, 40 ball for me, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I just moved off my line a bit. Uh, and then it slowed up, and, and I could see him. And I just, I stood back, and then went forward. Yeah. And that split second to me, he it, it wants to burst the back of the net because he always wanted to burst the back of the net. Yeah. And me standing up, I mean, he hit it straight at me. I've got to be honest, he hit it straight at me. But I mean, mm. I, I held it in my chest. It knocked, it knocked me over. That's how hard he hit it. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, I, I, I mean, that was it. Um, but then directly I got the ball. I knew there was only minutes left. And because what happened, I mean, directly I got it. Tony Dunn went off down the left-hand you know, left side. Yeah. So I, I threw the ball to him. You know, my main was, right, let's try and get another attack going. Yeah. Um, and because people say to me, you know, he applauded me, but I never really saw that because I was looking at Tony Dunn as I threw the ball. Well, as, uh, as any good professional would be doing, you would concentrate on the game, not worrying about him, really. Yeah, and and, and that was it, really. Um, because we, then we went into extra time. Within, what, five or six minutes, it was all over, really. But I suppose, you know, from a goalkeeper's point of view, obviously the mental strain of extra time is, is still there, and you'd obviously have it. But I suppose from a, a physical point of view, it's not quite so draining, is it, as, a, as an outfield player? No, no, no. no. You know, you still, like every other player, you don't want to make a mistake. Mm, mm. You know what I mean? And that, and, and that was it because, I mean, it's coming out European Cup final. I mean, and it, it, what a great chance to, to, to win it, you know. Uh, but, but no, but, but I don't think it really, I mean, looking back, you, you probably think that way, but I, I didn't, you know, you, you're doing the job. Yeah. That. Same old cliche, you're in that zone, aren't you? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so, what was I, it like playing with, with Bobby Charlton, George Best, Dennis Law? I mean, you know, the, the Holy Trinity. What was that like? I mean, that's it. I mean, you're talking three European footballs a year. I mean, hmm. how many players say that they played with three European footballs of the year for seven years or whatever yeah. in the same team? No, that's I mean, right. You wouldn't get that today. No, no way. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but don't forget, every other player was an international as well. Great yeah. players. Yeah. Who played, you know, like, I mean, Tony Dunn played over 500 games. Paddy Crowland, I mean, Nobby Styles, another World Cup winner. Yeah. You know, Brian Kidd coming through and, 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 uh, and Johnny Aston at the time mm. was coming through. Yeah. You know, um, and Bill Fultz was a stalwart, you know, the big stalwart centre-half as they played in those days. Yeah, uh, yeah. Dave Brennan at right back. And we, 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 had a, we had a good 
coaching home. We lost little John Fitzpatrick you know, a few weeks ago as well. Um, he, he was a great, a great player as well. But um, he was like a know, Jack he, Russell, wasn't he, John Fitzpatrick? He yeah, would, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, he had to finish because of um, a bad knee injury. But but every player, David Hurd was another player. I mean, yeah. David Hurd was a great goal scorer for Manchester United. As well, yeah, you know. Yeah. But Sadler was a young lad who, who came through with George at the same time. So it, it it was it was an unbelievable team when you think about it. Yeah. But like you know, if you think about it realistically, if if we played today, that team played today the way we played, and we would have been left on the pitch. <laughs> you know. <what> I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like your Leeds, Liverpool, your Darmen, you know, you always had to have those. Yeah. Know, that was the way it was in those days. Did you play against the Studiantes in the um, in the you know from Studiantes out there? Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, what was that was like? New out there, uh, but that was a that was a, a oh, that was a, a daunting experience. They were the dirtiest team I've ever. Yeah, but uh, I suppose against, be, again, uh, beating they, goal. They didn't do that here, but they played football here, and because they, they, we we drew and won one, but because uh, yeah. lost, lost the tie, but. No, I think at the end of the day, um, it was a great experience to play for Manchester United in those days. Um, talking about you know playing, um, what about the, the goal that um, um, Pat Jennings scored at home? Did that was that embarrassing? Was that just fluke? How, hey, how do you remember it? Hey, well, yeah, I suppose it's embarrassing now to talk about it, but the, uh, the, the thing at the time, I mean, I can remember it distinctly. I mean, I didn't even, I didn't even. Realise uh, because when he kicked it, uh, you know I'm not going to make excuses, but it had rained and the sun had come out. It was in August. It was one of those things. Of, mm. And Bill Falls and centre halves in those days, when the goalkeeper had the ball and kicked it out, not basically uh, central. They were central outside your box. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's how it was. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I actually shouted uh, to Bill to to control it. Yeah. You because know, that's what I thought he was going to do. And, because I come off my line, because you don't forget in those days, you, the players could pass the ball back to me and I could pick it up. Yeah, quite, yeah, well, because they changed the rule, I didn't they? Come, come off my line thinking he's going to control it and if there's any pressure, he can pass it back to me. Because of that, he, he ducked. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you were, you were very complimentary <laughs> to him afterwards, then. <laughs> it flew in the top corner, but the, the, the fact was, the funniest thing about it was the referee didn't know. The referee didn't know what to do. Yeah, and Jimmy Greaves and Andy Gilzean were laughing and, and, and shouting. You know, we can imagine what Jimmy was saying to the referee. Yeah, after the goal, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, um, no, uh, but as my record stands, I'm still the leading goal scorer in the football league as a goal, you know, as, as a goalkeeper. Goal. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. so who did you score against then? I scored against Peter Shorten. All right. But, what uh, similar sort of goal, uh, or did you did you did you go up for it or something? Pardon? Was it a similar sort of goal, or, you know, or, or were you sort of up with the attack? I took the penalty. Oh, you took a penalty, right? Taking penalty. Yeah, yeah. Only because we we played Tommy Dock. Uh, we went to Mercia and we played in a, uh, a little fourteen knockout game. <coughs> excuse me, in Mercia in Spain. Hmm. And Mercia played. Uh, Mercia played Valencia. Um, so there's always going to be a Spanish team in the final, and uh, we played Penarol from Uruguay. All oh, right. And yeah. we drew and. Uh, uh, I, I don't know why I took a penalty. Uh, I, I took a penalty in, in the shootout uh, to see who went through because um, I scored and uh, <coughs> saved saved a couple of shots because we went through and not thinking any more about it. 
But we were playing Leicester at home, uh, I think about the fourth or fifth game of the season on a Wednesday night. And um, Jerry Daly was, 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 I think it was Jerry Daly or, or Willie Morgan was that, was that, was, was no, it might have been Willie or Jerry, it doesn't matter, it was, was our penalty taker, but I failed a fitness test. Yeah. And when the bell went, Martin Buffett, who was captain, said to Tommy Dock as we were going out, who's taking the penalty? And he said, Alex, well, I didn't know about that. And yeah. Sorry about that duck Would in the back. That was that, um, that was uh, my phone going off. Sorry about that. Phone, yeah. Put it um, uh, would you believe that um, we got a penalty? And because I ran from the Stratford end and uh, down the scoreboard end as it was there, and uh, uh, I Peter saw it. Well, uh, I sent him the wrong way anyway. Well, again, I met him a few months. I met him a few months ago. And he said, "I don't remember you scoring against me." <laughs> <laughs> That's convenient. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the other one was Mike Kelly for uh, when he played for um, uh, for Birmingham. Right. Uh, that was another penalty. That was it. But, but tell me, so um, Alex, when you when you're facing a penalty, I've had lots mm. of discussions about this with various Yeovil goalkeepers. I've often thought that, I mean, nine times out of ten, it would appear that a goalkeeper will make up his mind. I'm going to dive left or right, depending on what yeah. he comes up with. Well, in yeah. theory. If you put the ball straight down the middle each time, the goalkeeper should have gone, shouldn't he? He should he yeah. should be on his way left or right. So therefore, you've got to clear through to get it straight in the net. Do you, do you take that view or not? My my view is that when I was playing, um, I, I've got to be honest. Not many players would, would, would hit it down the middle. Of, you know what I mean? Mm, <laughs> That's yeah. how it was. Yeah. Um, uh, but my my method, uh, I think when I when I, when I joined Millwall at one season, I saved six penalties yeah. in one season, and I had this I had this way of because uh, you had to stand on your line, you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You weren't allowed to move, mm-hmm. not like today, but you know, um, and most goalkeepers always seem to go forward, don't they? You know. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I I used I used to stand behind the line. Hmm. I used to stand behind the line, uh, and irrespective of anything, if I went the right way, I mean, I always used to react to which way the ball was going. I, I mean, I was just, but I, it gave me that split second more. That's how I, that's what I thought. Hmm. But if I went the right way, I mean, even if I was behind the line, I'd, I'd get my arm across and I'd get my hand across and <laughs> hopefully get get something on it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, and it worked. It, it seemed to work. For, it seemed to work for me. Um, <coughs> that, that's, that's what I used to do. But uh, things have changed now. The way that you know they move and, and this and that. So well, let, uh, let's move on to the, your England career. Um, yeah. Uh, I used the word advisedly, by the way, <laughs> but um, well, yeah, basically you were born at the wrong I, I time, weren't you? Eighteen times, I think. <laughs> <laughs> We've got one gap. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, I should edit that out. Um, but no, you, you were basically born at the wrong time, weren't you? Because there seemed to be there were so many good goalkeepers around, apart from Gordon Banks, Peter Bessie. We've talked about him already. Gordon West. Yeah, there, there, there was, there was. I mean, at the time, I mean, you know, I, I don't like we were talking earlier about you know the under twenty threes, but, but but like everything else, I mean, Gordon Banks was was number one. He'd taken over from from Ron Springett. I mean, Peter Peter. Short, uh, Peter Peter Benetti was 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 there as well, and Gordon West was another one. 
Um, and, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it was, uh, I, I got into, because I'd, I played in a team that won the league in 67, then won the European Cup in 68. Uh, I won my cup in 68 before, before, the, uh, before the, the European Cup final. But also, uh, I was in the English squad, you know, I mean, for the, um, for the uh, Nations Cup, as it was in those days, and, and, and friendly matches. Well, not the friendly matches, the, um, uh, well, England, Scotland, Wales and, oh, and Ireland home, games. You know, home internationals, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those, those, <coughs> those Excuse me, sorry. Well. But Gordon Banks was always number one. Yeah, yeah. You know, that that was it. And because uh, you're looking around, the, the fact in those times, when's the next World Cup after 66? We were the holders. Um, and then going to, and then obviously getting, getting in the squad of the 28 that went to uh, to Mexico and then getting in the, in the 22. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I know you're going to play some records later on, but not. I don't want you to play uh, back home. You know, I mean, I've got a silver disc in me. We've got a silver disc for that, but I don't think it's a record that I want to play. <laughs> okay, well, well, we'll give that one a miss then, Alice. Don't worry about it. We'll give that one a miss. But, but I mean, it must have completed your, you know, in the sense that, uh, you know, you played for, well, two of the best clubs in England, certainly in, in Chelsea and Man United. Obviously, United yeah. better than Chelsea. But um, but yeah. you also had the recognition of playing for England. So, I mean, from that point of view, you, you kind of had a complete um, career, really, within football. You played club uh, football. Yeah, um, like I, said, you know, I mean, you, you can't argue the fact. The, the only disappointing, from my disappointment, from my point of view... You know, uh, and it's sad that Peter Benetti passed away last year. You know, what I mean, mm. but we we were the three goalkeepers: Gordon Banks and Peter and myself for for the uh, for the World Cup in in, in, in seventy in Mexico. And and, and and Peter and I knew we, we were never going to play. There was no way we, we were going to play. Gordon Banks was unbelievable. He was he, he was you know one of the greatest stalwarts of all time as a goalkeeper. Yeah. You know, in that era, in that in that time, I mean, they won the World Cup. Four years earlier, and that. But the, the fact was that because when we were out there, I mean, Alf basically was changing um, uh, me and Peter uh, for, for, for games, you know, uh, as, as being sub, you know, and things like that. So, yeah, because it when it when the ironical thing happened against West Germany in, in the in the quarterfinals uh, where we travelled and the, it was. Everything like that, uh, and I room I room with Gordon. You know, mm. we, we travelled across country, um, across the deserts, and that. And the night before, the day before, and uh, the fact was, it's unbelievable. He, well, Alf picked the team. I mean, we went for a, we had breakfast. We went for a walk. Uh, everything was fine. Um, it was Peter's turn. I knew it was Peter's turn to. He was going to be sub anyway. Uh, it was his turn, and, and and that was it. And I, it was it was just one. I, I couldn't believe what we couldn't believe. What, I couldn't believe what was happening because the the fact was that Alf named the team, and and FIFA in those days uh, in in that tournament said, if you were not involved as a substitute, you know the other players have to go to the stand. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and that was it. You weren't allowed in the dressing room. So I. Naturally, he named the team, and Peter was sub, which I knew he was going to be. Um, it wasn't my turn, basically, and because I just sort of went back to my room to get my camera. 
Yeah. Because it was unbelievable, you know, uh, uh, to be to, to, to watch a game back again, and, and that was it. I just went back to my room. Gordon had gone back to get his boots because uh, that's how it was. You make you cleaned your own boots in those days. You know, you didn't have everything sort of uh, as it was. And uh, I got into the room to get my camera, and I could hear him in the in the bathroom, and mm. that was it. Because uh, I had to get the doctor and. And Alf came, and because that was it, and Alf said, "Right, well, Peter plays, and Alex, it's your son." Yeah. So I was sub a German again, and I wish—I mean, I know it's—it's like yeah. I mean, Peter, there was a couple of goals, but anyway, look, you know, it, it's gone now. But I mean, I just wish that I, I could have played. You know, I, yeah. I think I might have—you know—we could have gotten through again. Well, I suppose <laughs> we'll never know that, will we? Really, but going back to—I yeah, um, mean. Going back, yeah. Going back to Tommy Doherty's side again. Um, mm-hmm. Southampton and the nineteen seventy six Cup final. He was offside, yeah. wasn't he? Well, I didn't know at the time, <laughs> but <laughs> when you see it, but I don't think uh, Mister Mister Thomas, the referee, uh, like Manchester United anyway. <laughs> no, no, I think you're right there. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it, I mean, it's all down to the lines, but linesmen in those days, I suppose. Mm. Uh, but um, I mean, the ball was played through from Jim McCallion, and Martin always said he was offside, uh, and he mishit it. That was a bloody annoying thing. He mm. mishit it, yeah. Because when he, as it was sort of played crossed <laughs> into the box, uh, and he's coming onto it. Uh, if he had hit it right, I'd have saved it because really he hit it. I, I went. Mm. But I'd gone because he missed it. I'd gone too early. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, and there was no recovery then. But uh, no, no uh, uh, it was one of those. But you know, uh, one thing about Tommy Dot, uh, he did turn around and say after the game that we'll be back next year. I mean, yeah. Where he said, but we were because what happened then? <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly. Time for another American flashback for Alex. Now, this time it's uh, Islands in the Stream by Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton. Tender love. 
There we go. That was uh, memories of a, a concert that Alec went to over in the States to see Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers, Islands in the Stream. Uh, am I right in saying we were a goal down? No, no. Uh, Stuart oh, that's right. Yeah, Pearson. Yeah. Stuart Pearson scored. He beat Ray Clements. That's right. Then Jimmy Case, Jimmy Case equalised, didn't he? And Jimmy Casey, because about four or five minutes later, he, I mean, he had his back to goal. He, he sort of turned, and he, turned, and he knocked the ball off his side and turned and volleyed it in the. In the, in the, in the I got my fingers to it, but not, I didn't have enough power to get mm. get it away. And then, and then, like everything else, you know, um, I mean, not long later, Lou Macari uh, somehow got onto a ball and. Uh, between him and Tommy Smith, I think, and Lou had a shot, but it was probably going outside Wembley Stadium, but it hit Jimmy Greenoff. <laughs> yeah, because, that's right. Uh, it hit Jimmy and it spun around Ray Clements and, uh, um, and Jones, you know, uh, Joey Jones, so that was mm. it. I think it was Joey was online or it was, or it was Bill Neal. But, uh, well, let's but, face it, we love beating Liverpool no matter when it was. Well, it would be fair enough. So, oh, but like, the best thing about it was we, we stopped them winning the treble because yeah. they won the league. Yeah. They, they, you know, if they won the FA Cup because they were playing in the Europe, their very first European Cup final, yeah. nine years after us, by the way. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and and they, they, they won that. So we stopped them winning the treble and... Uh, yeah, you know, the, the big trouble really, uh, because we had to wait till '99 for that, but we're still the first team to do it. Yeah, quite. But I don't think their their trouble, had they won it, would have stood up to our trouble because they didn't. Uh, I mean, what what was wasn't it the uh, League Cup was one of them? I think wasn't it that if they had gone on the, the FA Cup, the League, but wasn't it the League Cup was the third cup? No, the the, the the basic treble was was the European Cup, the, the the first division, and the FA Cup, was it? Right, right, okay, yeah, yeah. Time for some more music now, and whether or not Alex did actually have a ride on the Titanic or not, I don't know. But he's chosen uh, Celine Dion. My heart will go on.
one time and last for a lifetime and never let go till we're gone Love was when I loved you one true time I hold you in my life will always go My Heart Will Go On, Celine Dion there, of course, from the film about the Titanic. Um, so it was about now that I first met you, I think, it's sort of around this time, 77, 78, when uh, yeah. a, a young Daniel Hopper scored a goal against you in a penalty shootout at Crooker and Fair. Do you remember that? Right, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Long time ago. That was a nice day out, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah, it was. And I've still got the shorts you gave me as well. So, <laughs> oh, right, OK. <laughs> and I've also got... Do you remember you gave me the yeah. um, the St Etienne goalkeeper's uh, shirt? Yeah. Uh, I've got that all framed up and I've got the programme with it, the fo- a photograph of that, and uh, you should very much kindly right. sign it. But I sit in my little office here and I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine Man United signed shirts all framed up. And one. And I've got one... <laughs> Well, you probably signed one of them anyway. The the blue, do you remember the blue one, the um, the yeah. European Cup, the '68 one. I've got, yeah, got one of those signed. I think you must be on that one because you played yeah. in '68, so it must have been. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. but you know, time for the last of Alex's musical choices, and it's the Bee Gees and Tragedy.
the Bee Gees and tragedy. So eventually you left Man United and um yeah I mean I got um uh, I mean that, I mean I knew it was coming to the enemy career I I, I, I sort of um knew that anyway uh, I mean you know age age wise was, was there and uh Dave Sexton was we, Dave and I were all right we didn't get on that bad but uh, I knew it was coming to an end and I broke a hand actually a guy called him around Varadi I broke my hand against him and uh, I was out for six weeks and uh, Paddy Roach had been playing in goal then and uh, the, the fact was that um, uh, I think he yeah Dave, Dave went he wasn't happy with Paddy I don't think but he, he went for a guy called Jim Blythe from commentary yeah that's right um, um, and and uh, that that fell through uh, uh, the transfer because he he, he didn't pass his, fit, his, his his medical. Yeah. Uh, and I was due to play my very first uh, game back in the reserves on Saturday, as this happened. And uh, and he asked me if I he said I can't play Paddy. He said can you can you would you do me a favour? He said and play you know. Yeah. Um, I said no. I said I'm sorry, Dave. I said I've got my hands strapped up. I've never played. Mm. Uh, a game. Uh, don't forget, there's no goalkeeper subs in those days. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, you know, I, I don't want to go out there, uh, Old Trafford, and uh, um, if my hand, if my fingers go, my hand goes. You know, it's mm. going to be a problem. I yeah. said, I'd rather play a reserve game and and see how it goes from there. And he played Gary Bailey because Gary Bailey had a, a very good game and he, he continued playing. And yeah. That was the end of it, really. So then it was. Me, where was I going to go? I didn't want to go down the, the leagues again, to be honest. Mm. You know, um, and then it was taken off in America. So uh, Dallas came in for me. A team called Dallas Tornado came in, and that was it. Basically, uh, I, I had a nice two-year contract playing in in the summer out there, and uh, I came back and to keep myself fit. I knew I had two years, and you know. Um, I played for Orchardham, uh, and that will take me back to Yeovil because I played down at Yeovil for. Yeah, yeah, you did. That's right. But I think we got hammered, but that was that, <coughs> that, that, was that blooming sloping pitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's, uh, that was our secret weapon, you see, wasn't it? The old sloping yeah, pitch. Yeah, it was, yeah. Well, it's Tesco's now, though, but don't worry about it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but um, so, um, what was it like in America? I mean, how much of a different experience was that for you? Well, it, 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 it was obviously it was. I, I mean, I, I played out there in in sort of um, end of season, you know, sort of uh, trips and things like that, promotional games and that. So I knew what basically it was going to be like. But to play with a lot more foreign players, I mean, you wouldn't have a lot of foreign players apart from Scottish, Welsh, and, uh, and Irish here. You know, yeah. it was um, Brazilians and Germans and Argentinians and. You know, Americans, because you had to play, you, you had to have three Americans in your team, right? And they were learning the game basically. Yeah. Um, uh, and because the five subs, it had to be three three Americans in case one come off. And, uh, it was it was interesting, but there were some great players. I mean, uh, Klaus Topmuller was a uh, uh, centre forward who, who actually uh, took Bayern Leverkusen to the European Cup final a few years uh, way back. Um, uh, he was a German international because uh, number. Zucchini, a guy called Zucchini, uh, played for Brazil in in Pelé's last game, and you know it was it was it was good. A lot of travelling. Uh, obviously, the crowds were different. I mean, in Dallas, uh, sixty thousand stadium had about four thousand in it. You know, yeah. which is 
because they're more American football and, and baseball and that. But yet you go you go to New York where it's more cosmopolitan and you play against the Cosmos and there'll be eighty thousand. Yeah. You know, and even go to Vancouver where obviously places like that and uh, and because I had, uh, I had the honour of playing against George Best when he was at uh, San Jose. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, when Bill Fox was was manager at San Jose. So Bill yeah, Fox was, was he? It was great to see America. You yeah. know, I mean, travelling around and they looked after you. They they, they tried to do their best. Mm. Uh, and because it's taken off there now, isn't it? Yeah. But there was no obviously in those days. There no no uh, no team bus into concerts. It was more like the team plane then, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, you flew everywhere. You go on road trips. Yeah. You know, you you, you might go and do uh, three, two or three games down in, in California, you, you, yeah. like San Francisco or San Jose and uh, and Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, and then you come back, you play two or three games, and then off you go again. You're in New York and Rochester and Washington, uh, and then over to the, up to Vancouver and... Uh, Toronto and and uh, Oregon, you know. Hmm. So it was it was a fantastic experience. It's quite ironic that the um, the, the president of the uh, United States Soccer, well, put it this way, it's the equivalent to our championship over here. Uh, yeah. is a guy called Jake Edwards who's um, ex-Oval Town believe it or not he's based over really? in yeah in Tampa Tampa Bay now but um, but it, right, it, right. he's because they, they're, they're really I can't remember what they're called off the top of my head but they're, they're, they're really coming on I mean they've got a load of teams in it now and um, yeah, yeah. you know it's uh, there's another guy too that's a manager of a team in uh, South Carolina uh, who played right. played for Yeovil, a chap called Lee Morris. He's oh, yeah. he's uh, manager over there. So, you know, it's uh, it is taking off. There's no doubt about that over there, sort of thing. So, but I, I see. Mate, it, that's what I'm saying. When I was there, you you know, I mean, you, I mean, I saw Kenny Rogers there. I mean, I, I know you, you're but I saw Kenny Rogers in. Yeah. Uh, and that, uh, you know, and it was great to see the, 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 these these tops. Because you had time to yourself as well, as well. Yeah, you know, yeah. Had to go and do it, but yeah, they looked after us. But I see also in your Wikipedia page here, um, you 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 you've got into after dinner speaking, which is again where I met you a second time when you came down to Yo yeah. with, with Paddy and uh, Dave Sadler. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But you also did a phone-in show. What what was that all about on Century Radio? Well, I used to. Yeah, uh, I, I mean uh, <clears throat> that was uh, there was it was. It was fantastic. It was a, a nightly show from from like six to seven, yeah. uh, six thirty to eight o'clock or something like that. I forget now. Yeah. Uh, but but the, the actual thing was there was obviously myself, uh, Gary Owen from from City, uh, and uh, Graham Sharp from Everton, right, and Alan Kennedy from Liverpool. Yeah. And it was the local, you know, obviously the northwest and uh, and people going home from work used to phone in in the cars and that, you know. It, and the games were coming up, you know, on match days and things like that. It was yeah. good, good fun. fun yeah. Good fun, yeah. Oh, but they, they, they finished it. They, some guy, I mean, I think the, the, the actual supporters of the four clubs were went ballistic after this guy came in uh, and uh, wasn't happy about certain things. Um, uh, I think he said there was too many too many calls from Liverpool. <laughs> well, sure. that, well, they weren't happy about that. But yeah, that, that was it. That was the end of it, really. Yeah, yeah. But there's also a, a, a very alarming piece on your thing here. It says Stepney became a coach 
specialising in, in goalkeeping. Well, that's obvious. After he stopped playing, including a spell at oh, Manchester City. What happened there? Well, yeah, yeah. It was it was it was one of those it was one of those things that, um, ironically, uh, I, I was I was I was uh, um, I, mean, I was working in Shaffer Park. Uh, 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 and I, I sort of looked after all the, all the, all the, the vehicles, but it was a repair, massive, one of the uh, European biggest uh, car re- body repair shops, you know, mm-hmm. and I was transport manager there. Uh, and, um, you know, the thing was, I, I, I finished on a, I couldn't get into football after I finished. That, right. was, that was, I mean, I'd done the, I'd done the managerial course and yeah. and things like that, you know. And um, a friend of mine called James Mossop used to write for the Sunday Express. Yeah. Um, uh, many years ago, um, a good friend of mine, uh, he invited uh, me and my wife down to to a, a, a ladies' evening dinner for the for the for the um, uh, the press, a sports press, and. Uh, because on the table was Alan Ball and, and Leslie and uh, Frank Lampard Senior and uh, and that and David Sadler came with his wife and it was a good table. Was Harry Redknapp was there, I think. But uh, and I, I was sat next to Bawley and Bawley was manager of Exeter. Right. And I just said to him, oh, I said, who, who, who does your um, who does your scouting for? He said, he'd be kind of scouts out. I said, well, why don't you? I said, look, I live in I, I used to live in Rochdale then. And uh, I said, you know, why don't, why don't you uh, uh, let me do it? I said, I'll finish at one o'clock on a Saturday. I said, live in Rochdale. I said, you've got Rochdale, Preston, I just bought Bolton, uh, not Bolton, uh, uh, Preston, you know, all, all these local to Bury. Yeah. I said, all these teams around. Where you? I said, oh, I'll, I'll do it for nothing. It's something for me to do. He said, would you? I said, yeah. And I've done it. I've done it for about a year. Yeah, yeah. And... Um, then uh, what happened was he went to Southampton as manager, and Laurie Laurie McNenemy phoned me up and said, "Alex, uh, Alan wants you to be the chief scout for the for the for the Premiership in, in the Northwest." Yeah. So I covered then because I, you know I covered United, City, uh, Everton, Liverpool, Leeds, you know, and mm. I've done that for him, uh, and <coughs> all of a sudden. Uh, it was about. I was still working, like you know. And I, I had a, I had a week's, couple of weeks holidays in lieu. Um, and he, he phoned me up. Oh, and he said, Alec, he said, there's a, there's a trip on. Do you fancy coming? I said, well, he said to Singapore and a uh, little plum little trip to Langkawi for a few days holiday at the end. But yeah, some of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we went, you know. And there was it was a great. Unbelievable team we had. There was Russell Osman, there was Ozzy Ardiles, and you know Kennedy yeah. and Armstrong. And, oh, it was a fantastic and ball we played, obviously. Uh, and that was it. And he just said to me one day, he just said, uh, he said, I'd have you as my coach, goalkeeper coach. He said at, uh, at Southampton. He said, but you know what the game's like. He said, you know, and it could happen. You, you move down there and from where you are, and you never know. I said, no, I'll leave it as it is. Yeah. I mean, you know, two weeks later, he's a he's appointed manager of uh, Man City ah, at the Premier League. Right, and then and then because he found me straight up, Alex, um, I want you to be goalkeeper coach. So I was back in football. Yeah, yeah. And and, and it didn't. It, it might sound a bit, you know, being a United keeper, but there was Joe Corrigan. He was at Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. 
know, Tony Tony Colton was at United. Yeah. So it was it was one of those things. So you know, a great six years to be honest. Um, got you know they had no money then, no money at all. Hmm. Um, but you know, I sort of Alan eventually went and. Uh, Frank Clark come in and, and Joe Royal come in. Stevie Cobb would come in for a while, only about a month, but that was it. Directly uh, that that sort of petered out. I thought, right, I'll uh, get on the old. Um, oh well, I was asked to go on the old, uh, you know, after dinner speakers circuit. So that's what I've done. And I, I take it now that you're enjoying your retirement. Do you do many after dinner speaking sessions? No, you can't do it. I mean, it's all closed down. I mean, I. Do, I, I I've been I've been doing the hospitality at Old Trafford for twenty years. Yeah, you know that's we can't do that. No, no, that's until until everything levels out again. The crowds come back, so hopefully we can do a bit more of that. But um, hmm. no, you can't do it. You know, there's a few sort of things like I'm doing with you now, but I mean there's a lot of requests for wish people happy birthday and you yeah, know yeah. and things like that. Yeah, it, it's nice. It's nice. Um, it just. Can't wait for this, I mean, yeah. this pandemic to finish and uh, get back to normal like everybody else. Well, I'm, I'm certainly, we'd all agree on that point, that's for sure. <laughs> I think we're all getting a bit sick of it now, that's for... But, yeah. I mean, hopefully, um, you've had your jab, you said, haven't you? I've had my jab last week, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, hopefully your life will begin to get to be a little bit more normalised. I know they say you can't go out oh, until it, three it, weeks it, and what it, have you. Yeah, but. you know, I, I think you, you still... I mean, we because what happened to my wife, uh, and we we have to go for a walk every day, and that's why yeah. we go up yeah. and he's talking. But you know, that's that that's part and parcel. You've got to be vigilant. You yeah. Just, I mean, what you see on television, uh, and you know, the people uh, who are not doing what they should be doing uh, uh, is very upsetting, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I quite we, agree. Probably yourself, you know, you, you you do what you've got to do, and that's it. Yeah. Um, and the sooner we get through this, the better. I mean, it's fantastic. The jabs are coming out, and let's, you know, please God that everything turns out right. Well, Alex, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you, mate. Um, renewing an old acqu acquaintance. Um, uh, yeah. I can only say thank you ever so much for joining us. Um, My pleasure. And uh, I wish you, know, you all the best and Yoko well, Town all the best. Yeah, well, it's good of you to say that. I'm sure we'll we'll we'll, we'll be all right this year. But, I mean, I think the biggest trouble with Yoko Town at the moment is there's, there's some doubt as to even as to whether the league's going to be finished or not because the, the government... Initially, they were mm. going to give us some money. Now they've turned it into a, a loan, albeit with a low interest rate. But yeah. a lot yeah. of the clubs don't want to carry on. So, um, yeah. I, I, I think you know, if it does, once once it does happen, once it does come clear, uh, and, and and the crowds come back, I, I, I think you know, all in all, and I'm, I hope I'm right that because people and supporters have missed the game so much. I think we'll get bigger crowds, and and, and what's happened—the amount of, you know, money that's been raised through through this, that, and the other—I'm sure, uh, you know, it will happen to the, the, these clubs that, that, that need need money, you know, and yeah, uh, to yeah. get, and let's push on again, you know, and let's get back to normal. Well, let's hope so, anyway. But uh, as I say, thanks ever so much for joining us, Alex. It's been a pleasure. Um, but right, okay. uh, yeah, thanks ever so much for joining us, and uh, I'm no doubt I'll speak to you again soon. Okay, Adrian. Thank you. Been thank, my pleasure. Thank you very much. Well, there you go. That was, and I'm really proud to say, my friend 
Alex Stepney. And that brings us to an end another session of In Conversation. Make sure you join us again next week when we have another star guest. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye for now. This is Three Valleys Radio. The heart is a and you've been listening to the In Conversation program with A.D. Hopper. No space to in this town. Make sure you join us every week here on Three Valleys Radio. And the reason that you had to care, the traffic is Place someone you could lend a hand in return.